You're listening to the podcast for Asbury United Methodist Church. Join us every Sunday for worship at 8.30 or 10.45. Find out more at asburybosier.org. Dr. Craig Gillum, who is a pastoral counselor in the Louisiana Annual Conference, one of his often said phrases is, God's middle name is surprise. God's middle name is surprise. Has God ever surprised you? Has God ever hit you right between the eyes with a revelation or, or something that uh, you now understand more deeply? Have you seen the face of Christ in someone and you were just surprised? It reminds me, tis the season, it reminds me of when my dad and I, uh, he brought me to LSU before, uh, going, before I went to LSU for undergrad. And uh, it, was, it was called spring testing where you test out of stuff should you be lucky enough to like test out of a math or test out of an English and this kind of a thing. And, uh, we went to Louis Cafe, which is right off of campus. Uh, and dad sat me down and he goes, okay, son, my dad, the chemist, my dad, the chemist, sat down and said, okay, son, what are you going to major in? So I said, I don't know. I think I want to major in music. Yeah, I want to sing. So my dad just leaned in. <laughs> he just leaned in a little closer. He said, are you sure? <laughs> you sure you don't want to do something practical like, like chemistry? You know, like your old man does? I'm like, no, I, I, I can't imagine a day without music. So I, I want to I be a music major, right? Little did I know how valuable that choice was when entering into ministry. God does surprising work. And sometimes we can't see this work until it's in the past, until there's hindsight. God is a surprising God. God is always working in our life, even and often when we aren't aware. So I hope that is good news to you, a God whose middle name is surprise. Though it's not always good news. <laughs> Sometimes we would prefer God's name to be, God's middle name to be like Jones or something, like something predictable, something manageable, something that we can plan for, right? Sometimes we would prefer that we not have surprises. And there's nothing wrong with that. When, uh, when, for example, when couples come to me for uh, premarital counseling, when we're talking about their wedding, I always say, like, surprises are good for your birthday and for Christmas, not on the wedding day. Like, let's talk about all of it. Let's get, uh, you know, all. And that's for them, right? That's also for them. They don't want any surprises um, uh, on their wedding day. That's also for me because <laughs> I don't want any surprises either. You know, I don't want someone to say as I'm walking in, oh, by the way, that phrase, that phrase as a bride is entering into the sanctuary, it gives me nightmares. Oh, by the way, you know, the string quartet is playing Hell's Bells by ACDC, right? You know, before you're like, oh, no surprises, please. No surprises on wedding day. Great for birthdays. Amazing for Christmas. Terrible for weddings, right? God's middle name is surprise. Sometimes that is energizing, sometimes that gives us great pause. Our scripture today is a surprising text. 
It's a surprising test, but it's also most appropriate for Mother's Day. Our lesson today is from the Gospel of Luke, the first chapter, beginning with verse 39. Uh, it'll be uh, on the screens, it'll be online, and it's also in your Bible. Let us hear the word of the Lord. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me? The mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And then Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowly state of his servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Indeed, his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm, and he scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has come to the aid of his child Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Surprising text, remarkable text. What is God doing? What is God up to? This is one of the texts I learned in an early age was remarkable because, because I had a very strong mother. I was surrounded by strong women for all of my life. It was my mother who helped me to realize that this is one of the few chapters, one of the few selections of scripture where men don't talk. Now, Zechariah did get a sentence in early in Luke chapter 1. He said, the angel Gabriel came to Zechariah and said, hey, Zechariah, you're going to have a child. And Zechariah said, are you sure? <laughs> I'm getting along in age. Are you sure? So then God struck Zechariah dumb. And he could not speak. And then remarkably, do you know how remarkable this is? The next part of this text is women, named women, speaking to each other, which is quite the rarity in Scripture. <laughs> Men don't speak again in Luke's gospel until Zechariah repeats what his wife has already said. The birth of John the Baptist. They say, what's his name? Zechariah cannot speak. So Elizabeth said, his name is John. And then everyone was like, are you sure? You don't have any Johns in your family? Which is a very, I almost think like, it says that this story takes place in the south, in Judea, in the hill country. And of course it is, because there's this very southern, very polite kind of, have you, have you been at a baby shower and someone says, the name of our child is Jehoshaphat. And someone says, oh my, you don't, you don't have any Jehoshaphats in your family. 
What a, but it is beautiful, right? His name is John. And they didn't believe her. So Zechariah could only speak when he was repeating what his wife has already said. Oh boy, did my mother point that out to me at an early age, right? I'm always reminded, I'm, I always remember on Mother's Day, my, my younger sister, Melanie, she would sing the Gloria Patri. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be. And she would sing as a child, world without men. Amen. Um, and my mother would just tap her on the shoulder. She goes, there it is. There it is. <laughs> what a surprising text we have. What an amazing text we have. It says that Mary, who lived in the north, in the Galilean area, she went with haste to the south because Angel Gabriel told her that her cousin Elizabeth was with child. That was affirmation to Mary that God was up to, that God was up to something and God was up to something remarkable. Elizabeth, who is barren, is with child. That will be a sign to you. So she went with haste alone, or at least scripture doesn't record that anyone went with her. Mary went with haste to see what God was doing. She traveled from the north to the south to meet with Elizabeth. And when she met with Elizabeth, the child leapt for joy in Elizabeth's womb. Why was there such joy in this meeting? Do you see what God is up to? You know, in, in Israel's history, in Israel's history, there were two kingdoms, right? There was Israel in the north, which was eventually sacked by Assyria. Assyria came in and wiped Israel out. But there was also a southern kingdom, the southern kingdom of Judea. And that Babylon came and took them into exile. And after David and Solomon, if it ever really was united, it was fractured forever. In this moment, when Mary from the north travels to meet Elizabeth in the south, what is God up to? God is reuniting the old kingdom under the grace of God. And the child leaps at the excitement of what God is doing. Mm. And then Mary goes on to offer her own prophecy. She is a prophet in her own right. When the angel Gabriel came to Mary and told Mary about having the child, it follows the same prophetic outline as it did for Moses, as it did for Isaiah, as it did for Jeremiah. Mary is a prophet in her own right. Do you see what's happening in this text also? Elizabeth is married to Zechariah. Zechariah is a keeper of the law. He is a priest. And Mary is a prophet. Not only is the old kingdom being reunited, the north and the south coming together. Do you understand how remarkable that would be even in the United States for like the north and the south? To, it took us years for the north and the south to come together. Here, these two women, the north and the south are coming together, but Elizabeth with her lineage through the, prop, through the, through the law and Mary with her connection as a prophet in her own right, not only is north and south coming together, but the law and the prophets are also coming 
together in the meeting of these two women. The kingdom is being reunited just as the law and the prophets are being reunited. God is healing us already before Jesus is even born through the power of two women. God is bringing healing to the nation and healing to the people. And he chose to do this through moms. And of course he did. The ones who give us life. The ones who make life worth living. And I know that Mother's Day is often saturated with great joy. There's also grief. It's a tricky day. It's a day we celebrate. It's also a day we remember, sometimes with a glad heart, sometimes with a broken heart. So we rest in this crazy thing that God is doing by healing us through Mary and Elizabeth already. Before Jesus is even born, God is bringing healing to the nations. Mary's prophecy points to what this healing looks like. My soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowly state of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed. It's a great mystery of Mary's story. When the angel Gabriel comes to Mary in Nazareth, he says, greetings, favored one. You have found favor with God. But there is no details as to what Mary did to receive that favor. Hmm. Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. God has shown strength with his arm and he has scattered the proud. Scattered the proud in their imaginations of their hearts. He's brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He's filled the hungry with good things and he sent the rich away empty. He has come to the aid of his child. And if there is a phrase that represents motherhood, at least to me, it's coming to the aid of your children. Coming to the aid of your children. God has come to the aid of his child Israel in remembrance of his mercy. It reminds me of this fantastic poem by Wendell Berry. Do you know Wendell Berry? A farmer, poet. Um, it's, it's a poem uh, called the, the Mad Farmer Liberation Front. Do you know this poem? Here's the ending of it, and it'll be on on the screens. It's a story about practicing resurrection. This prophecy from Mary is pointing to what resurrection looks like. So he says, listen to carrion. Put your ear close and hear the faint chattering of the songs that are to come. Expect the end of the world. (laughs) Laugh. Laughter is immeasurable. Be joyful, though you have considered all the facts. So long as women do not go cheap for power, please women more than men. Ask yourself, will this satisfy a woman satisfied to bear a child? Will this disturb the sleep of a woman near to giving birth? Go with love to the fields. Lie easy in the shade. Rest your head in her lap. 
Swear allegiance to what is nighest your thoughts. As soon as the generals and the politicos can predict the motions of your mind, lose it. <laughs> Leave it as a sign to mark the false trail, the way you didn't go. Be like the fox who makes more tracks than necessary, some in the wrong direction. Practice resurrection. Practice resurrection. How do we practice <laughs> resurrection? Two things. First, know that God can be trusted. Resurrection is the sign that everything Jesus said can be trusted. God can be trusted. God can be trusted to fulfill God's promises. God is building a kingdom, and it is a kingdom in which the lowly are lifted. Mary points to it. It is a kingdom in which the hungry are filled. It is a kingdom in which the table is wide. It is a kingdom in which all are welcome. God can be trusted to build this kingdom. And second, how do we practice resurrection? Second is do not be surprised when God uses you to build that kingdom. I've heard on more than one occasion, Pastor Matt, I have this idea, but it sounds, it sounds crazy. <laughs> Good. Is it the kind of crazy of a young girl who's just been told by an angel that she's going to have a child? Is it the kind of crazy that leads this young girl to travel alone to the south for the reunification of a country? Is it the kind of crazy where a child leaps in the womb of the sound of a woman's voice? Is it the kind of crazy where you pronounce this kingdom that God is building? Is it the kind of crazy that shows us a savior who has suffered and died and who rose again is it the kind of crazy that points to a world that God has been preparing for us this whole time? Is it the kind of crazy that turns the world upside down? I sure hope so. Because that's, that's the kind of crazy that a God whose middle name is surprise is doing. Let us practice resurrection. Let us give thanks boldly to the women in our lives. Let us look to each other with great mercy and compassion. Let us be just. Let us trust. And let us live into the crazy surprise that God has for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.